Hello, this is How It's Reported. I'm Ryan Wynn, the Emerald's podcast editor. Today, I have... Nolan Good. How are you? I'm doing great, Ryan. How are you? I'm good. What do you do for the Emerald? Um, well, I'm a reporter on the news desk, but uh, I believe I was called in here today because of uh, the podcast I do each week called the Emerald Gamescast. I haven't heard of that. What is it? <laughs> you haven't heard of that? <laughs> no, I haven't. Says my producer. Um <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes, yes. Sometimes producer. Uh, the Emerald Games cast is a weekly uh, video game-related news uh, show. Um, of course, since we're a college newspaper and I don't necessarily have access to to contact all these studios we're talking about, a lot of it is us discussing um, the kind of implications of what we think about the news rather than on-the-ground reporting, which, uh, you know, we're... We're not in the money down here at Daily Emerald, so we no, not at all. So we're not we're not popping out to E3 and stuff, but we are, you know, to talking all about uh, games as we see them and as we as we think about them uh, as as a group of three people who have been playing games their lives throughout. Yeah, and we're here on How It's Reported to talk about how I guess me and my two producers, Sarah Rosa Davies and Danny Leitoni, um, how we do the work that we do. So. Tell, like, I wanted to talk to you, Nolan, because mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you a little bit about how you, like, thought of the idea mm-hmm. and, like, how. Yes. Yeah. Um. Man. Uh, the idea of having a video games podcast has actually been brewing in the back of my head since, like, the dawn of time, as I know it. The dawn um, of time, as you know it. Dawn of time, as I know it. I think it goes back to about seventh grade. I remember being in my first musical way back when. And what I was the musical? The Music Man. Do you know it? Not at all. I played Mare Shin. I was this crotchety old dude, but I was like 12, so I didn't really know what I was doing. <laughs> I had I had like age makeup on. They gave me these they gave wrinkles. You dude, one time, this is not related to the show, but one time a girl was doing my age makeup and they were out of the specific thing they use for age makeup. So she okay. used black eyeliner and just drew black lines on my face to make that's wrinkles. I, that's incredible. Oh, it was terrible. Um, but anyways, <laughs> I had just gotten an iPod recently, and so I would listen to podcasts, um, which I had only recently discovered backstage, and I got really into video game podcasts. When like, when was this to provide like a, a, a frame of reference, I ah, suppose? Yes, this was in like seventh grade. Okay, was that like... Oh, oh, what, like year-wise? Yeah, year-wise. Gosh, I graduated high school in... 2015 so i want to say this was about 2010 2011 okay i was like 12 (laughs) wait was i i don't think you're that much younger than me i don't know but the point is i i i became very invested in this select group of people who were doing games podcasts and i i started to really follow this group of journalists um career throughout like all of high school and just I've, I've been very invested in this world of gaming podcasts for a long time so me and my friends when we were younger we had this brainchild we tried over and over to get our own version of a podcast that we wished we could do off the ground and it never quite landed because we were all inexperienced didn't know how to edit and so when I joined the Daily Emerald my friends and I were hanging out and I said guys this is a bit of a shot in the dark but maybe if I asked someone at the Emerald to let us do this, you know, in an official capacity, we could get something, get something really going here. And, uh, and it worked. Yes, it worked. It worked. I, I, I don't remember the conversation between us, 
I, I'm not sure if I initiated it or if you did. You did. You initiated okay. it. I've been, been planning. I'm like, I got to talk to this Ryan guy. This Ryan I guy. Gotta, I got to pitch my show. And then you approached me in Lilith Hall and you said, hey, oh, yeah. is there anything you're interested in doing a podcast about? And I said, oh, boy, Ryan is there. <laughs> Let me tell you. And I was just so excited. I'm still so excited every Friday. If you happen to be in Lilith right now, I guess it's like the chairs in front of the cafe where you can like see into it. Yeah. If you yep. want to experience like be like history. Oh yeah. I was oh, sitting yeah. there watching a Netflix show. It was a good time. I, I don't even remember what I was doing. I probably wasn't <laughs> doing anything. Um, right. But yeah. So how do you start planning episodes? Do you script stuff beforehand or do you like um, just kind of go for it? Do you wing it? I will say that as a producer, I don't have any involvement in that. Mm-hmm. I just record it and make it sound good. Um, yeah, so it's 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 really important to us that the podcast feels like just sitting next to a group of friends and listening to them talk. So we don't script anything. Um, what we do each week, we record on Friday and our episodes release on Tuesday. So each week we have this big seven-day gap and uh, we... Are in our daily lives, we're already pretty tuned into video game related news. That's my favorite type of thing to read. I do it all the time. Um, we have a Google document that we all share, and we compile stories and source links throughout the course of the week. And then we have a little um, a little box next to each story where we have a letter for each of our names: uh, Andrea, Nolan, Alex, and we each say yes, no. Um, or considering to each story. So we each have, a, there's a bit of a voting process and by the time Friday rolls around, we'll have whittled it down to three or four stories and then we decide what order to present them in and that's it. Once we have a list of stories and the order, we just go in and without um, further planning, we just talk. In fact, the idea is to try and discuss outside of the podcast booth the stories as little as possible so that we're hearing each other's input for the first time um, to make it more natural. Okay. Yeah. Is there anything that you think would be surprising for our listeners to hear about how we make this stuff? Um, hmm. Surprising. Uh, I guess you can cut a lot of this, me just wondering what I'm going to say, huh? Or I could just put it all at the end. You could just so put just it like all at the end, yeah. 40 seconds of silence. Man, I'm trying to think. Um. Okay, well, I will tell you that if you're interested in something that happened on the cutting room floor that will never be released. Never be released. It will never come out. Wait, um, what was this? <laughs> yeah, even Ryan doesn't know about this, I, I think. Um, <laughs> Alex and I, like I have said, so it, on, on, Andrea was a recent addition to the idea. She'd always been our friend that we talked to, um, but for a long time, the only people that were actively attempting to record things was Alex and I, and we have been doing this for quite a while and messing up in various ways. But one of our most recent iterations when we were preparing to like create this Emerald Games cast that we had our, 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 our idea for is we thought, okay, we're going to get one of our friends and we are going to do this extravaganza game of the year show where we all bring in a list of games that we enjoyed this year and we're going to run them all down and have this that could be like a legit episode actually. oh absolutely <laughs> and we're like oh we're going to have this great discussion about everyone's lists and do an honorable mention and then and then debate about what to pop into the number one spot and this is a lesson for anyone listening to why you should always practice your format before you officialize it <laughs> because that recording took us three separate breaks and 
four hours. I think you told this to me, actually. Like yeah. The second part, at the very least. It is a four-hour Game of the Year episode. We'll never release for <laughs> obvious reasons. No one's going to listen to that. But it was a valuable Email way. Email and good at dailyworld.com yeah, if you if want you that. If you want the raw audio, like, hit me up. I'll give it to you. <laughs> but just be aware. It's a lot of idiots jabbering about, um, you know, uh, I like games. And actually, this, this this led to something we did for the Emerald Games cast um, when we did officialize the show, which is we said, all right, there are so many podcasts out in the world where a group of people sit at a table and discuss the games that they're playing and the games that they like in a way that resembles a, a, a basic water cooler conversation. And we thought, okay, how can we differentiate ourselves? And one of the first ideas we had, which ended up influencing the direction our show took, is to focus a lot more on the industry news and the people who create the games that we play rather than our uh, um, uh, subjective opinions on the products themselves. And so we we, we try to select stories that um, have an industry focus, uh, an, an, an employee focus, and and try to pull um, the curtain aside to talk about the things that a lot of people who play games don't know that goes on um, in the process of getting those games from the computer at the developer's desk out to their room so they can play it. Yeah, you've been talking a lot about labor conditions, yeah. pay, oh, yeah. um, crunch culture. Mm-hmm. Was that surprising at all? Like the amount yeah. that we talked about in, it? In fact, we we have had multiple discussions where we're like, guys, we gotta stop talking about crunch culture because I It's so prominent. It it's a it's a prominent thing, but for people that aren't so tuned into games news and maybe have jumped into our podcast might not know this, but um this has not been something that has has sat at the at the front of the news um for very long. Um, with the release of Red Dead Redemption 2 back in mm-hmm. December was really the, well, no, sorry, in October of last year was uh, one of the most um, high profile times in quite a while that crunch culture really like there was a huge expose on Kotaku by Jason Schreier that, that really, really went into the depths of this. And it began to prompt the game's journalism. Um, About Jason Schreier or by Jason Schreier? Uh, by Jason Schreier, okay. who, who's a journalist I highly recommend in terms of um, industry writings. Um his his piece on Rockstar's crunch culture uh, prompted the games industry sphere to really start looking into this and began to um, dig up many other cases. What happened is that our our first episode coincided with this with this relentless wave of crunch culture news, which has not yet subsided. We're, we're on episode five; it still keeps happening every single week. So, uh, no, crunch culture stories have not been our whole lives up to this point. They just happened to come out right when we started. So Yeah. Has there been anything else that surprised you about sort of working on this or Yeah, absolutely. Um we didn't uh envision the show to be the way that it is today. Um we had a we had a much more like complex and uh overly uh overly heavy format that we actually started the show with. I think if you go back to episode one, you can you can hear um, us attempt to do this format where we're like, we're going to start by talking about everything that released this week, and then we're going to talk about the news, and then we'll do listener emails, and then we'll even put a game on the end because the show isn't long enough yet. Wait, and what then, sort of game? Um, well, we we would have uh, one of us prepare sort of like a trivia. Um, as an example, ah. in a, in episode two, if you go back, one that I still think is pretty fun to listen to is Alex did a bunch of research on um, 
crazy uh, game design proposals by director Hideo Kojima that sound. I think I remember this actually. Yeah, and he would he and he also made some of them up, and then he 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 said the real ones and the fake ones to me, and I had to guess which ones were true. Um, stuff like that. But it turned out that we would be getting these increasingly complex news stories, and we thought if we're going to spend um, all of this time talking about the releases each week when we're college students that can't generally afford all of these games to be able to uh, in, intelligently discuss them, and we're going to put a game on the end, we're going to have to really rush through all the news. And it became increasingly apparent to us that what was more important was giving more time to um, discuss the news in a way that we felt like gave each story space to breathe and and space for us to say something worth saying about it as opposed to us just going this happened and then all of us agreeing on our opinion and just like moving on which we were beginning to do and we figured we knew we had to change something going forward yeah um what's been the most difficult part of working on this project of yours uh and alex's <laughs> and andrea's who 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 both couldn't be here today, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately, just due to scheduling. Um, they would have liked it though. It's too bad. The most difficult part of working on this project, I would say, and I and I can't speak for for Alex and Andrea. This is only from my perspective. Um, but for me, it's been cutting the news down each week because they're are so many different types of articles and headlines and so many different types of stories that are for, for someone like me, who's embedded in this industry are, are, are all equally fascinating to, to read through, you know, and, and to, and to talk about and to try and decide which ones are the most important to discuss and which ones would be the most interesting to our audience uh, is, has been a little bit difficult for me to gauge because my interest in the topic um is not going to reflect general audience's interest, and it can be difficult to to know where that where that lies without feedback. Um, so it's it's been a learning process in that sense. But uh, you know, my my co-hosts make it so fun to talk about <laughs> things that I don't think it's been a huge issue. Yeah. So alternatively, uh-huh. what's from your perspective, what's been the best part of working on this project and seeing this realized? Oh, the best part is 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 absolutely being tied to uh, a a group of people who can hold us accountable to consistently do this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because That's an interesting take. Because in the past what has happened when we've made content together as a group um I know content is a vague word, but content, 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 fresh content. Yeah, when we when we've made stuff together as a group, what what has happened is we will get really really excited about a, about a pilot episode, and 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 we'll make something together, whether it be let's play or a podcast or whatever, you know, um, down the rabbit hole of YouTube content, uh, and and we'll make a first episode, and we'll be like, hey, that was a lot of fun, and then we go to sit down, to, or Alex sits down to edit it, and we realize, oh, this is not up to par. We it could have been better. Uh, wish I hadn't done this. And then we end up getting discouraged and we kind of just fizzle out and stop. Mm-hmm. And the great thing about doing the Emerald Games cast is we have to be here every Friday and we Hello. can't do that. And it encourages us to just say, oh, yeah, I wish we could have done this better. We should change that. All right, fine. Let's sit down, talk next time. We'll alter the format, figure out how we can make this better. And that way, all we can do is improve, you know? That's a good sentiment to have. Yeah, and trust me, there are... There's there's hours and hours of crap out there that we've made like throughout <laughs> high school and, and in our in our gap years that is like 
the proverbial buildup to us doing this. And it's just good to have a reason to finally release it, you know? Okay. Um, another question. Mm-hmm. This is my second to last question. Okay. Now for- I'm loving them, man. Keep them coming. All right. So <laughs> do you have any advice for people? I, I assume a lot of creators can relate to what you've just said. So I was wondering if you had any tips for people who are looking to create their own vague word alert content. <laughs> content. Content. Um, yes. Uh, my advice would be, and I know this is cliche. I think this is the similar advice that a lot of people would give. Uh, but they, it is uh, cliche because it's true. My, my advice is to just keep doing it. Um, it doesn't have to be something that that releases in an official capacity like this, because what I'm what I'm hoping to be able to do with this with this story that I've told is is at least show people that the first time you sit down to create something, you should never expect to create your 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 finest piece, because mm, okay. when something comes out that people like and, and, and it lands successfully, like our first episode, I I think that people need to know that it's the result of 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 a great deal of invisible iterating and work done that doesn't actually get shown to anyone um and and also just experiment with stuff and sorry to be really verbose here but this is the last part <laughs> that's, that's that's really helped me is you you you've, you've got to find people in your field that you admire and at, at, attempt to imitate them like you 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 don't want to create like work that is is completely derivative but like games journalism to me has been somewhat of a of a of an obsession for a long time and so i spent okay. a lot of time reading games journalists listening to their podcasts watching their videos and if you find the kind of people you like the 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 tastemakers that you admire you'll eventually be able to compile you know their styles into some amalgamation of your own that you can that you can grow from but it's it's going to be difficult to create your your work out of a vacuum so consume 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 you know <laughs> Just go listen to some good podcasts if you want to make one of your own. <laughs> and speaking of good podcasts, make sure to tune into the Emerald Podcast Network. Hey. Hey. Um, so is there anything that we haven't talked about yet that you'd like to wrap up on? Um, Let me see. I <laughs> This isn't necessarily a question you would ask, but there's been something on my mind that I just wanted to say. Uh, and it might be a little bit rambly. But I just want to briefly talk about I've been d- diving into the work of this uh, this this games journalist named Tim Rogers lately. OK. Um, and I'm not even sure exactly what I'm here to say about him, but he's part of this 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 weird new wave that I'm that I'm into called new games journalism, which is the um, practice of writing pieces about games that are more concerned with the subjective personal experience of the author than they are with an objective look at the product, okay. um, which these days has become kind of my prime inspiration. Um, people like Tim Rogers, people like Jim Rossignol, Matthew Matosis. I'm just dropping a list of names here. Go look them up. <laughs> uh, and... This is something very interesting to me. And part of the reason that I've been so into the world of podcasts for so long, and I really think what has led me here, is that podcasts are, whether people intend them to be or not, I think podcasts are part of this wave of new games journalism. That's really interesting. Because they inherently involve the subjective personal experience of the hosts. No matter how hard that the hosts try to remove themselves from it, if it's unscripted, 
If it's off the cuff, it's going to happen, right? And I, uh, I, 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 I find that that, that raw, um, just kind of human discussion of a product to me generally is more interesting than like the AV Club 1500 word review with a letter grade, you know? So that's... Does AV Club actually... I, I didn't know that was actually... I'm going to cut that out, actually. No, 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 no you, don't, you don't have to. Um, the AV Club does game reviews, but not as many as they do film reviews. Um, okay. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're, but I mean, hey, I don't mean to disparage them. They got some great writers. Uh, <laughs> but I just increasingly am, am very interested in like... Like with Tim Rogers, I read his game reviews, but half the time I'll go read a Tim Rogers review that I don't even, I have no interest in playing the game. I just want to read Tim's writing, you know? That's what I aspire to. And that's what I think podcasting is part of. Ideally, you have people come in every week just because of the people that are hosting it, you know? That's why podcasts are so interesting to me. All right. I think that's a great note to end up on. I'm Ryan Wood. I'm Nolan Good. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, of course. Tune in next week for How It's Reported. To hear more from the Yumbo Podcast Network, you can find us on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, and wherever you get your podcasts. And you can listen to these episodes right on the Emerald homepage at dailyemerald.com. Leave us a comment on SoundCloud or email us at podcast at dailyemerald.com. Thanks for tuning in.